If you like merch as much as I do, I strongly recommend you the website epicmerchstore.com. They have t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, long sleeves, and kids' merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore, and metal bands from all around the planet. So if you like bands like Good Riddance, The Dreadnoughts, Friends of Rome, After the Fall, Diesel Boy, Crank, Straight Line, Polly, Randy, and many more. Oh, they also have a Tony Slide tribute merch. They support smaller and bigger bands from all around the world. Plus, they ship worldwide and you can have a flat rate shipping cost. Get your merch at epicmerchstore.com. Hello, hello, punk rockers. Salut les punk. Welcome to another episode of the Punk Rocket Show. Today, it's number 102. I'm your host. My name is Emily Plamondon. I live in Quebec City in Canada. much much better than last week i'm still on a coffee withdrawal but the symptoms are gone and i'm thriving my caffeine free life <laughs> um also i'm very excited to play a three hours show next week in a micro brewery in warwick it's a city it's about an hour 15 from quebec city maybe an hour 30 i don't know it's going to be very fun to play three hours of acoustic cover punk rock songs with my friend Simon. I am also actively writing songs with my new project called The Long Run. We are very excited because we will release our first song in a few weeks. Makes me very happy. It's super motivating to write more. So I'm, I'm really into this project. And before we start diving into this episode, there are some stuff I wanted to talk to you about. About some punk rock related stuff I watched, I listened to, I saw on the internet. First of all, I don't know if you had time to listen to the new Jen Razavi single. She's from the Bump Up, but she, she released a new single called Saw in Half. It's her solo project. It's out already. And I think it's fun to see her exploring other genres. And I'm really obsessed with the little instrumental part at the beginning of the song the production of the song is so good so yeah if you have time even if you don't have time check that for sure i'm also super stoked about a new compilation from punk rock saves lives it's gonna be released in july and we can find bands like hot water music strung out cat bite just insane and i think a lot of those bands are gonna release some exclusive rare unreleased tracks and new versions of old songs so i'm pretty excited i'm gonna try to interview punk rock saves lives organization this summer to talk about this among other things because I, I love those guys I love what they do they are so important in the scene 
Oh, have you seen the live Bad Religion cover made by the Interrupters? They played the song Sorrow. I think it was at the punk rock holidays last year, but they, they just released it very recently. So good. Oh, the rendition is so good and people in the pit is just on fire. So yeah, if you want to uh, look at a great music moment, check that. It's available everywhere. I think I saw it on YouTube. I also found it on Punk News. Speaking of live videos, check the Lagwagons one for a live version of Heartbreaking Music. Oh, it's one of my favorite songs from them. It's so good. The video was recorded in Montreal last year, so it means that I personally saw that show the next day in Quebec City. Oh, it was such a great show. Oh, yeah. And still speaking of live videos, check the one from Useless ID and their song Blood Pressure. And you can also find the audio version on their album Live in Tel Aviv. But the video words to watch. So good. We can definitely see the crowd being insanely happy to see them live. But I think that the news that made me the most happy this week was when I learned that The Last Gang are, pre are currently in a studio to record some new material. <sighs> What a great news. Last week, Pirates Press Records <laughs> sent me a promo vinyl. Yes, I'm lucky. <laughs> For the band Flores y Fuego. And I immediately fell in love with that band. It's insanely good. <laughs> so the band is from Mexico. They are playing hardcore punk. They are fueled by the rage of modern day life. And they say in their bio that the lyrics are questioning our place in the world and they are empowering women. Yeah. So I absolutely wanted to make you discover them. You won't regret it. I'm sure of that. The album I received is Altar and it was released in 2021. Let's listen to their song GDL. I'm obsessed. Oh, I also saw some live videos. Oh, they're on fire. So good. Let's go.
Planet Show is brought to you by the label Iodine Recordings. Their catalog includes great punk, pop punk, and hardcore bands like Smoke or Fire, The Iron Roses, Hey Tanks, Stretch Armstrong, The Darling Fire, and many, many more. It's not complicated. All the bands on Iodine Recordings are a great fit on this podcast, and the label is run by great humans with good values. Oh, and if you're a vinyl lover like I am, check their selection of gorgeous colored LPs. Thank you so much, Iodine, for supporting this podcast. Check the show notes or visit iodinerecords.com and enjoy this episode. it's time to listen to the conversation I had with Kyle and Patty of the excellent band Brutal Youth. We mostly talked about the new album Rebuilding Year, but also about Puzza Fest, inflation, <laughs> touring a lot, bleeding on the stage, and great bands we all like. I love those dudes. They are super nice, super fun. It was a great chat. During the conversation, you're going to hear the songs Salt and Sand. I think it's my favorite on the new album. And also Rebuilding Year, which is also a fantastic, great fucking song. Give them some love on social media and enjoy this interview. Recording in progress. Hello. Hey. Ben, je comprends, ma français n'est pas si bon. Ah, c'est, c'est ça, bon. Ça, 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 fait, ça fait mieux si je peux <rire> voir la personne parler. Non, c'est bon, tu parles bien français. Vraiment. Ah, merci. Vraiment. How are you? I'm good. So, where are you right now on this crazy planet? Me? Yeah. I'm in Toronto. I'm oh, at my house. Your home. Are you living close to the other members? No. Kyle lives in Kitchener. Oh. Which is about an hour and change. Mm-hmm. DC lives in Ingersoll, which is close to London, which is like two hours. And Josh lives in Stratford, which is even further than DC. Yeah. So we live in really fucking stupid places oh. relative to being a band. Are you originally from Ontario? You're from Newfoundland? Yeah. Originally, the bands. Originally, I started writing these songs in in BC, and I lived with a guy named Toad Tron, who plays in um, Leper, and he drummed on just like some demos. And then I sent them to Greg, who was our original guitarist, and Greg really liked it. Moved back from BC to Newfoundland, he started the band, and Kyle and I were in a band together at the time that broke up. And so Kyle was like, "Do you want to record these songs proper and like I'll play bass?" And so it was myself and Greg and Kyle, and I played drums on our first album oh really and then yeah and then we got which is why they sound so bad (laughs) and then we got uh uh, a friend of ours kate to drum and then we all moved out to ontario together and we've been here since 2010 Hmm, good yeah good i was the scene there back in the days when you started yeah very good yeah very good lots of Lots of very, very cool bands, lots of bands that like you've probably never heard of, and then bands that are, uh, you know, pretty significant. Uh, you know, it was fun. Yeah, I never heard about Newfoundland bands. I'm sad. We're a private island. We keep everything to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, okay, I've, I think I discovered you at a Puzza Fest. I think it was like eight or nine years ago, if I'm correct. 
But so the band, but the band was already uh, together previous to that for a couple of years, probably. We started Definitely. in 2010. Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah, I think I discovered you like three years after that, and that's what I love about Puza Fest is to discover bands there. So that was the case for you guys. I was happy. Yeah. It happens all the time. Oh yeah, uh, you're playing there pretty often. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we played a bunch. You played there last I think year, we, except for uh, last no. year, we, our band members got COVID and we couldn't go. Oh, but you were there, Kyle. We, we hung. We hung out. Yeah. We hung yeah. Out. Oh, okay, I thought you were playing. I think we were watching Good Riddance together. It was a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, that was super fun with your friend from Newfoundland. And you're you're playing this year too. Yeah, we're really excited. It will be our first show since putting out a new album. So it isn't the album release, but in some ways, I guess it is because it's the first time we're playing yeah. with a you know a physical piece of the music. Oh yeah, that's great. It's the first time we're playing since the album's come out, so you could call it the album release wow, show. Okay. But yeah, we've we've played Puta um, almost every year. Uh, We've been really lucky. They, they they keep letting us come back. We keep sneaking in. Yeah. They keep saying, didn't you play last year? And we go, no, we, haven't, we weren't on last year. Yeah. So you know what? The first time I saw you play there, I was like, oh, my God, the front man is bleeding. <laughs> Because you were bleeding. Like, But it's got, it was the first time I was seeing that. <laughs> yeah, that happens sometimes. So uh, every Every time? sometimes not most of the time but not every time feels like you have a chronic uh i don't know wound there <laughs> i've got you can a special yourself, you can only hit yourself so many times you know before it gets soft <laughs> mm. yeah yeah i've got a soft head oh yeah 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 easy so once i was a teenager i received a rock on my head and it didn't oh. hurt it wasn't it didn't hurt but it was bleeding so much <laughs> so that's the thing a tiny little cut so so like the microphone is is my microphone is sharp <laughs> enough on the edge that like if i get the right spot mm -hmm. it doesn't take much but heads heads bleed like fucking I know it's crazy, but the yeah. first time I thought you were like severely injured or something, I was like, "What happened? Is he okay?" <laughs> Then the, the next time after that, uh, it was the same thing. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, Kyle, yeah. how did you react the first time you saw this on the stage? Long time ago. Oh, for Pat, uh, I don't know if there's really any reaction because he's kind of like. Pat like will kind of do this thing where he'll kind of like hit his head with a microphone, mm. but like he he's just always had very interesting antics on stage with all of the bands he's played in. Uh, so I was really like no surprise, you know, because we go to a show, mm -hmm. especially in like some early days, and when we're setting things up, Pat will be looking for objects to hang off of, or th it's like yeah. what can I jump off of, or just you know any kind of silly thing. So I don't think I was that surprised. It makes a fun show. All the, every time I see you play live, it's incredibly great to see and hear, of course. Uh, I, I really love the title of the album, Rebuilding Year. I just want to know how you, come, you came up with this title. Sounds like full of hope. <laughs> Despite the um, cover, which is, seems more like destruct, destructive. <laughs> well, so it's funny because the first album was called Spill Your Guts. 
Mm-hmm. And the the artwork was done by the same by Eric from Wall of Youth who did this one too, and we asked him to revisit that image that he sort of created for the first one. And and so for me, it's it's the it's the cycle, right? So mm-hmm. the last line of the record is you get back or change it all for the better, but you get back what you put in, and I, I think that that's true, right? So it's that cyclical nature of whatever you put out into the world, you're going to get back. Mm-hmm. So that you could take that skeleton vomiting everything out and being eaten by it and consumed by it as yeah. negative. Or you could look at it from the perspective of whatever you put out into the world is what you're going to be consumed by. So whether that's positive or negative energy, oh. you know, that, uh, that snake's coming back to get you. Oh yeah. And so was it, uh, because you were personally in that part of the cycle in your life? For me, the last couple of years have really been about just growth and, and figuring out where I want to be and, um, and, and trying to put something different out into the world so that I get something different back. Um, I was in a really negative headspace. I was in a really sort of depressed place. And these songs reflect that, that process of everything kind of falling apart and, and deciding to make a significant change and, and and live the life that I that I want to live rather than the life that I am currently creating for myself right uh, so yeah re- what am I what am I rebuilt it's and and it's a process that anybody can undertake totally. we're all capable of living the lives that we create for ourselves that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be derailers that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be challenges no. but it's how you lean into those challenges and how you interface with that and how you you know what, what kind of a space do you want to live in yeah uh, I relate <laughs> Yeah, totally. It's never too late to make some changes. And so, and it's fun because yeah. the first song is called uh, Cleanse Juice. What is it again? Uh, Ju- juice Cleanse. Juice yeah. Cleanse. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's going, oh, yeah. Let's start a, yeah, a sure. new era of my life. Let's start with juice. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, very much just like that process. Of, I mean, I think if you listen to the record, if you read the lyrics, it sort of tells the story of like, things are shit. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to side B, it's kind of like, okay, things are shit. I need to do something about it. And when you get to that title track rebuilding here, it's, you know, change it all. You get back what you put in. Yeah. And, uh, so you write the lyrics alone. Generally speaking, I write the lyrics on my own. Um, sometimes I'll get a little input or I'll, I'll send it out, mm-hmm. uh, to Kyle or to, to DC and say like, what do you think of these? Is there like mm-hmm. thematically, does this work? Is there something I should change? Kyle has helped, Uh, Kyle's written some some lyrics for some songs, but typically, I like to sing my own words. Mm-hmm. That doesn't it's mean I won't thing. sing someone else's. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's I won't sing someone thing. else's. Yeah, Patty Patty lifts a lot for the band. He uh, he definitely writes most of everything. He definitely, uh, I mean, like even though he's not playing guitar on stage, he's a very good musician and plays a lot of things very well uh, and writes a lot of the songs. And uh, music, you know, starts a lo- starts a lot of those riffs, and then we all just kind of build on it together. But on stage, you love to be like a frontman and move and bleed. <laughs> <laughs> He definitely likes it, but when we started, uh, it's really more that Pat couldn't play the songs and sing them at the same time. So he was like, I think intending to play guitar, but then he was like, Ah, oh, shit, I can't do this. So he oh. had to find other people. Yeah, I had to learn to be a frontman because I. Uh, I, I would play guitar and, and sing. And then when I wrote the first batch of brutal youth songs, I was like, I can't, I can't do this and sing it at the same time. So I needed somebody else. Uh, and Greg was someone I always wanted to start a band with and he was really into the song. So I was like, 
like, okay, cool. You're going to do that. And I'm going to front the band. And then it was just a matter of like coming up with, uh, uh, what am I going to do in terms? And like, I always liked just jumping around and being a weirdo. So it just gave me, now I have less of a, I don't have a guitar in my way. So now, mm-hmm. now I can really just make use of the space. And There's no leash. That's right. Oh, well said. Ah, oh, it's, I, I love to play piano and sing, but <laughs> my brain is like a little weird because every time I play the, the same pattern on piano so I can sing, I can't, it's like my brain doesn't allow me to do anything else and sing at the same time. So piano is very hard. Like from what I understand of it is like, One hand is all the bass notes and then the other hand is all the lead. So I'm like, right there, you're separating, you know, for our music, it's like you have bass and like say lead guitar and then to throw vocals and then a melody over it. I'm like, this is a whole lot going on. And I've always thought it was really impressive how people could do that. Drummers are the same way. Drummers. Uh, oh, yeah. I can't understand <laughs> drummer singers like uh, Etienne from Mute. Uh, Rodrigo from Satanic Surfers. It's unreal. Unreal. It's unreal. I know. Uh, but like, it's so frustrating because I'm trying to, to uh, learn new patterns on piano, but then I'm, I'm trying to sing and it doesn't work. My brain is just shut down. Mine too. Uh, I, when I'm writing stuff or playing stuff with this band, uh, there are, are parts where I'll, I'll play like a little riffy thing on the bass guitar. Mm-hmm. And then if I, if I think I'm going to be singing it live, I will change how I play it on the recording so that I can replicate that better live instead of being like, Oh, I just can't do that. It's too hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, because some, some bands, you know, they don't play a lot of songs that record live because they'll be all the hard songs and they'll typically try and play some of the easier songs. And uh, I think I just saw No Effects kind of talking about that. Oh. Uh, because they're doing their final shows and they're playing these full albums and they're playing all this stuff that they're yeah. like, man, we never, we never play that stuff and now we're going to go play it. Um, yeah, they have to so rehearse. They had to rehearse uh, a lot. And now they have to pull it all off live instead of just in the studio. And I'm like, yo, I hear that. Yeah. And that's awesome. Good for them to go do that. That's cool. Yeah, totally. <laughs> But it's not easy. And I, yeah, and... I think it's hard to, uh, I don't know, for me to, to re- how can I say that? Uh, to play live what you're recording and because you're, for vocals, for instance, studio work is very different than live work and it's pretty sometimes uh, hard to, uh, <laughs> to Sometimes it's both. better though. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes like... You might really like be feeling it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think live, you, you have to forget the technical part a little or you, you won't have fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. So um, for the album, you have like, what, uh, 14 or 16 songs, very powerful songs, fast songs, melodic hardcore. 14, 14 yeah. songs. Yeah, great. So uh, is it easier to record? Because I think most, half of those songs are uh, under two minutes which is pretty powerful. It's great. So easy. Is it easier to write that way? Is it easier to write and record like a lot of short songs or less, but longer songs? I don't know necessarily that it takes longer. We just, I mean, so when we first started writing, I wanted to write short. So like I had a rule that nothing was allowed to be over a minute. 
for a oh. minute and a half. Um, so that's how it sort of started. And then it just kind of, it, it went from there. I had a bunch, I had a, I had a couple of rules that I had to follow when I was writing brutal youth songs. Mm-hmm. And since starting the band and to now some things have changed. We've broken a bunch of the rules, but yeah, we just, we started, we started with the rule of it's gotta be fast. It's gotta be under two minutes or a minute and a half. And it's mm-hmm. gotta be linear in terms of not a lot of choruses, not a lot of hooks. Yeah. And then we just kind of, we kept like kept breaking those rules and now you get rebuilding here, which is a bunch of, it's kind of split. It's half and half. Yeah. Some of the songs are fast. Some of the songs are slow. If you look at it, I think actually there are as many fast songs as slow songs or pretty close. Yeah, but it's still, for me, it's like a, I can consider it a a fast album, but yeah, some songs are over two minutes, some songs are longer, but yeah. But you know, like the slow songs aren't really slow per se. They're not like very slow. It's (laughs) not like slow. If I had a slow motion effect, I would totally have. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, I mean they're not slow. They're 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 mid tempo. They're they're not as fast as like the regular no. sort of yeah, records, yeah. but yeah, good balance. And you are working. It's a balance. Yeah, you're you're working with Stomp Records. It's great people. Yeah, yeah. yeah they've Stomp. been very sweet to us. Were you on this label previously too, or it's the first album? This yeah, is our second our last record, mm-hmm. which was fun too. So we've done two records with Stomp now. This is the second one. I don't know how we tricked them into doing another one, but they're the best. We absolutely love Stomp. We're so happy to be part of the family. They are just like, I, I can't say enough good about Stomp Records. Uh, we I couldn't really, do it without them. Literally, yeah. we could not do it without them. You know, when you think about You know, like I remember talking to someone one time um, and they, I said, Hey, do you still have a record label? They said, bands don't need that anymore. Bands have the internet bands don't need it. And I thought that was such a interesting thing to say because now I'm in a position where we have this like indie label stump and I'm like, man, we really do need it. And they've been very fantastic and very helpful. And, you know, we definitely owe a lot to them. So thank you. Yeah, I think it could allow you to be more musicians than business or like, you know, so they, they can take care of a lot of things that like you can focus on the music and creating.
the next plan. So you're going to be at Puzza Fest and then uh, probably a tour for this incredible album. Yeah, we got some shows at Puzza Fest. We've got some shows coming up to promote the record. We're going to do, I, th I, th I think we're coming back to Quebec, I, I believe. Uh, we're doing five or six days around Ontario. Yeah. And then after that, we're going to be going to the West of Canada. I don't think we have anything planned for back home on the East Coast, although we would love to get back there. And then we're looking at doing Europe in 2024 oh, to nice. promote the record. So, yeah, I mean, slow and steady. Yeah. Maybe the UK as well. Maybe a couple shows over there. If we could do yeah. both. I don't know. There's a lot of pitter patter of like some of the festivals there that like I talk to people and they're like, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. But like things just never seem to line up because as you get older, it's very hard to schedule things. And uh, I'm hoping for next year we, we can just kind of suck it up and just go make it happen because yeah. it's, it's fun. We like doing it. Uh, playing live is probably where I think we have the most fun as a band. So we'll, hopefully get out and do some more stuff and you're touring a lot right or is it my perception <laughs> i see i see like some stuff often no we, we do a substantial yeah. amount i mean like we, we try to get out there as much as we can mm -hmm. it's harder now than it used to be we've all got lives and jobs and families mm -hmm. and dogs and girlfriends oh, yeah. and wives and partners and kids and uh, you know, uh, subway cards that we need to fill up with and yeah. like all the, all the dumb bullshit, but we're, we're trying. Yeah. You still have the same passion for touring and playing live and well, uh, sometimes <laughs> I mean, if you're asking me being on tour with, with brutal youth, like they're, they're, they're my favorite people to be around. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite thing to do. So it's not like it's a chore. I just have to move everything else in my life to make it work because yeah. it doesn't pay the bills either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so intense because even after like 13 years, it's still hard to pay the bills with music. And It's not hard to pay the bills. It just does not pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even stretch the surface. Yeah. Especially at this point, bills are so goddamn high. I know. You know, that's a weird thing to talk about, but... You know, I never thought that, like, I would be old. I never thought that I would be really interested in the news or politics or, you know, things that are going on. I really feel I'm of the age. And I'm like, all this stuff is important and it matters. But one thing for sure, everybody that I meet from Canada, the United States, anywhere, everybody is talking about how expensive the price of food is, the cost of yeah, living. It everybody is everybody is so affected Oh, yeah. by this right now and by like housing and things. And I think it's a very tough time for a lot of people. Uh, yes. And I'm very grateful to have a roof over my head and, you know, a little sandwich in the fridge or something. I agree. I agree. And I'm on the, I'm on the administration board for a festival here in Quebec city. Uh, I don't know if you played for this one. Envol et Macadam. Do you know this one? Mm. Never no. heard of it. Look us up. It's a punk rock festival. And, uh, We were talking uh, about how all the prices increased in the last two years. Uh, it's insane. So, yeah. like, they have to sell the tickets uh, more expensive. And, like, it's, like, even the uh, how you build the stage is more expensive now. 
the lack of the, the lack of staff, um, everything. So even for festivals and like music shows, it's it's hard to. And like, yeah, it's uh, brutal. Yeah, I mean, we we just got some T-shirts made. Like the cost of making T-shirts in the last year and a half mm. has gone up like twenty five percent, thirty percent. Like, gosh, it's crazy. Everything is so much more expensive. Tabarnak. Yeah, we definitely see that. Like making merch, I'm like looking at stuff, and I'm like, okay, like the cost of something that I would have got quoted four years ago is different than what it is today by you know say a t-shirt it's probably like an extra four bucks yeah oh. or more per, per garment also i booked my hotel for puzza fest and I... <laughs> oh up. no way me too so fucking expensive i was like are you kidding me okay here's the thing i booked for two nights and the price was 666 dollars <laughs> oh nice it's gonna be a hell of a weekend uh, that's what i was thinking <laughs> it's a good sign but yeah uh, yeah sure things are expensive and oof but touring probably is more with gas and food and everything i mean it's everywhere everything even musical instruments have gone up like 25 it's crazy oh Okay, I was at the music store the other day and I saw the exact bass that I bought. I bought a bass uh, to record Rebuilding Year. Oh. Um, uh, just like a different thing to switch things up. And I think it was like $1,700 Canadian when I bought it. I was in the store the other day with Pat and the same guitar was like $2,100. You know, we recorded this Rebuilding Year, I think we were saying like three years ago or something. Oh. So that, that's like an extra $400 on that instrument alone used instruments are up 25 like you used to be able to buy a beater guitar like a fucking shitty epiphone for 150 bucks 200 now people want 400 and 500 for fucking beater epiphones that were made in 2002 it's crazy everything just you said it right tabernacle that's it tabernacle yeah it feels so good to say that It certainly does. Yeah. So before you go, I know um, Kai, we talked uh, at Pooza Fest last year, and I know you are a huge fan of punk rock. Like you, you like a lot of bands. We were talking about lots of bands. So what are you listening to these days? And Patty too. Uh, okay, I'm listening to all kinds of stuff. Uh, in my car right now is uh, I put CDs in my car. Me too. Which is funny. Uh, I call them car records. Uh, and I really like that. I, I recently just got the little, you know, the visor, little CD slip thing. And I, I love this because I like listening to a record start to back. Uh, I've been listening to all mass nerder a whole lot. Oh. They're like, uh, this band right here. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And, uh, Classic. newer bands. I really like this ska band called joystick mm -hmm. from new Orleans. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought their last record they put out was very good. They're very fun. Um, that's probably two things I'm liking a lot lately. Yeah. And you, Patty, what are your influences these days? Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm fucking stoked that Rancid have a new record coming out. Me too. Uh, that I've been listening to that one song that they put out a lot. The new Bouncing Souls album is incredible. And then I just listen yeah, to a lot of my good friends' too. bands. Yeah, I listen to a lot of my friends' bands. I listen to a lot of the bands that are on Stomp. Um, yeah. School Damage, School Damage put out a record a little while. We talk about School Damage in every fucking interview, <laughs> and it's not because nice. Uh, I just, I just like they are such a good band. They're like one of the most underrated punk rock bands. Nobody 
fucking talks about school damage the way that school damage should be talked about. I know they're recording a new record too, and I'm excited. You should about just that. be like, nobody talks about school damage the way Brutal Youth talks about school damage. <laughs> That's true. I'll check that for. And sure. they should be. People should be talking about school damage the way Brutal Youth talk about school damage. Make War are really good. I'm, I'm stoked on them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're really, really sweet. I really like the band Rest Easy, too. Oh, yeah. So uh, good. We met we met Rest Easy and Make War in uh, Alberta last year and, like, really, really loved meeting those guys. Yeah, so many. I know the Anti-Queens are recording a new record with, with Ryzen because, yes. like, they were in the studio Finally. at the tail end of us. Finally, yeah. you're doing new stuff. Yeah. Makes me so happy. Yeah, so that's, that's a thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna bug Val and see if she'll send me some some uh, yeah. sneak releases. <laughs> I, I actually I actually stuff. asked to try and hear some songs. Uh, I got denied. It was like you can't have them. I was like I just want to listen. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I'm very excited. But I tried to sneak in there. Lots of bands release. I mean, like the one thing that's been great about this whole thing is. Every band is sitting on a record or two at this point. There's lots of new stuff coming out yeah. constantly. The Raging Nathans, I feel like those guys release oh. records every two days. All the time. But they're uh, so fucking good. Yeah. They, this, they're so good. good. This band and, got and, uh, very under my radar. I, I just totally forgot about this band. I never took the time to uh, dig into to uh, to check their stuff deeply. I'll do that. Raging Nathans was the only band I wanted to see play at Pusa Fest last year. They were the number one band on my list to go see, and I didn't get to see them. I they drove really good. so upset. Oh. They were really good last year. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. My, my two, big regret. Two bands last year that I saw at Pusa that I was like, oh, this is incredible, were them. And this band I had never heard of before called um, Middle-Aged Queers. Mm. They were fucking incredible. Oh, rad. I don't know them. And this year we'll, we'll discover a lot of stuff too. I can't wait for Pudza Fest. There's always, there's always just like bands I've never seen before that Me just too. like sleeper bands. And uh, I can't, I can't wait to go see everybody. Yeah. Um, do you have, do you have a band that we should go see this year that we haven't talked about that oh. you're like, okay, this is a band you got to go see. Okay. We, yes, it's called Rope Scales. They're from Montreal. Rope Scales? Rope skills, yeah. Rope skills, okay. Yeah, they're so good from Montreal. Uh, three women. Uh, it's the vocal is insane. My, she's my friend Kate. She has like cool. one of the best vocals I've ever heard of my entire life. So are Lay Shirley playing Pudza Fest this year? Because I've been getting it. They put out a new record recently, I think, yes. and it's like I'm I, super into that. I don't remember, but they're great too. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe okay. you probably know Wolfric. I think that they're doing some shows with our friends in Death Cemetery. Great. Yeah, they're playing. Yeah, I'm going to be at that I think that they're night. doing a little yeah. couple yeah. shows or something. Yeah, so I love I love those bands too. Very like technical, melodic, punk rock. Yeah, it's going to be. Cool. Nice. I like the, right. I like the whole technical skate punky stuff. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, Willem Scream is my favorite band, so everything that it's like a little similar to that, uh, even if they are very unique. They're the most unique band. What's funny about them is the first time we ever played a show together, I'd never listened to them. <gasps> I knew nothing about them. I walked in completely blind. Me? I met them and watched them play, and I watched them do their sound check, and I was like, 
holy fuck this is the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen and it was just like a snowball of love <laughs> yeah. like a big 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 ball of snow I discovered yeah me too them. yeah I was at I discovered them when they opened for Lagwagon in Montreal in 2007 it was July Sweet. July 21st or something I still remember that Sweet. <laughs> I was like what they were I knew Yeah. I knew the name, but I had never actually heard them until, yeah, that first tour when we went with them in pairs. And, uh, and yeah, just, like, I remember they were sound checking and the vocal harmonies. I was just like, man, this band is Insane. incredible. And then I got to watch them for four or five nights in a row. And oh. Just absolute pleasure. And they're so Very nice. Fun. So nice. So happy to play live. They are so happy on the stage. They are definitely yeah. a band that, like, loves to play i know brian the bass player has a little tattoo on his leg this big and it says tour with a little heart around it and it says so much about them uh, as a group because you can tell that they fucking Aww. live for it and that's awesome i didn't know it's so great good so thank you so much for being my guest today I hope the listeners will take the time to listen to the great new album, Rebuilding Year. I hope hey, what's your favorite song? Uh, I don't... Oh, I love the, the last song of Side A. Wait. Oh, with Cresswell. So good. And I think it's the perfect way to hand the um, vinyl side. Uh, salt and Sand. Yeah. Salt and Sand, yeah. I really like it. I uh, think you... you You started to play some of them live, right? When we met in Quebec. I think Juice yeah, Clans. Yeah, for sure. Juice Clans, did you? Uh, we, have, we, weren't, we were not playing Juice Clans. No, we okay. played Rebuilding Year. Yeah. We played, uh, I think we played, uh, you can call me Al Yankovic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know we played Holding Patterns. Yeah, so, but it's... Time to forget!
Mendation. The last repunk mendation for today is for the band Flamingo Nosebleed from Arizona in the US. It's a suggestion from our patron Jess, and she has great music taste. So it was natural for me to play her repunk mendation. <laughs> the band is playing a very energetic punk rock, so let's listen to their song Revenge that we can find on their album Degenerate Pop, released in 